Welcome to the Introvertpreneur Podcast. Take a breath because you are in the right place and you can finally stop apologizing for being an introvert. I'm Tara and I've discovered how to thrive as an entrepreneur while being 100% true to myself. Now I want to help you do the same. In these episodes, you're going to find everything you need to build a successful service-based business so you can stop competing with extroverts and grow and market your business with ease. Are you ready? Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Introvertpreneur Podcast. So as I'm recording this, Oh my gosh, like what a couple months it's been. (laughs) This has been an interesting start of the year. Like I was all for 2023, super excited, which I still am. It's just, man, 2023 has been, it's been hard just personally. I know, you know, I have three senior dogs and they all at once started having senior medical issues and it's just been quite exhausting because their care is entirely on me. And I mean, I won't go into the details about what my day-to-day looks like, but they take up a good portion of my day and normal working time, which they're so worth it. I love them. They're, they're my like babies, but it is very energy draining and exhausting to have to put so much care into them like making sure like I have to syringe feed my one dog, my other dog, I have to do another medical procedure every single day, sometimes a couple times a day, different medications at four times throughout the day between the three of them. It's just a lot. And between emergency appointments, regular appointments, I mean, my vet is like, I'm probably their best customer at this point. Like I just call and say one of my dog's names and they know immediately who I am and what I'm calling for. They can recognize my voice at this point when I have to call in for a medication refill or for an appointment. (laughs) It's, It's been challenging, but I feel right now as I'm recording this, like a little bit back into myself and... That's a good thing because I was starting to feel there like I was headed towards burnout and I've experienced it before. So I never want to have to go through that again. So I knew that I had to start maybe scaling back on launches that I had planned for this month, maybe new ideas. I had to not do all of them at once, (laughs) maybe taking on less one-to-one clients and focusing more on streams of revenue that don't require me, like my self-study courses, my passive digital products, my membership, which does require me, but it's going to require me whether there's 50 members or 500 members. So those are the kind of things that I've, I've really been tapping a little bit more into. But this episode, we are talking about running and hosting online events and virtual summits as an introvert. So kind of shifting into the topic here. So I just wanted to give a little bit of an update. But one thing I'm asked a lot about is how I'm able to manage my energy, especially when it comes to hosting summits or online conferences. And it's a really good question. And it's something that 
I feel good about answering now that I've done eight of them and I've done many trials and error and different types of events to really figure out what works best for me. So I have a lot of thoughts here and I think running and hosting a virtual summit is is an amazing thing for introverts. It allows us to curate a community of speakers or and or sponsors and attendees and like bring everyone together. And that is such a powerful thing. Not even looking looking at or considering the benefits of it, which of course is revenue, list growth, audience building, but it's really about the connections. There's so many ways to do it that it's really about what feels good and comfortable to you. Like my first summit was entirely evergreen. So I didn't record, I recorded a presentation video because I was also a speaker at the summit, but there was no welcome video. There was no live components. I just hung out in the Facebook group and interacted with attendees, which I think worked really well because that first summit, of course, was the first introvertpreneur virtual summit. So my audience was also introverts. They they didn't really necessarily want to have to show up and schedule out specific times and hang out on a live panel and all of that stuff. So the second time I did that, I did add in some live panels, which were great. They weren't too energy draining, a little bit nerve wracking the first time doing it, just worried that, you know, the speakers who were supposed to come maybe wouldn't show up or they would have tech issues or something or emergencies, which is totally fine. But I was, you know, anxiety and like overthinking in my head. It was all like, oh my gosh, what if there's no speakers for some, like, I don't know. I don't know how, like there would never be none, but if there was like six, what if, you know, four of them suddenly couldn't make it? What if, there's only like five people on live or what if there's nobody, no attendees joining live? Like that would make me feel bad for the speakers that came to the live panel. It's just like, you know how our brains work when it comes to worst case scenario, thinking about all of the things that can go wrong. But it was really fun. And after it was over, I look back, I was like, this this wasn't too bad. I, I think because I've done a few panels as a guest at summits, it made it a little bit easier for me to facilitate and host one. And also I think with the podcast, like getting more comfortable speaking a little bit really helped as well. I'm still very awkward. I still say, um, a bazillion times. And you know what? I'm not trying to change that. I just want to be natural and able to show up as I am. And (laughs) I think having that kind of mindset too helps me feel more comfortable and less nervous going into a live panel. But again, you don't have to do live panels. You can do an entirely evergreen summit. You could do a audio summit where there's no video whatsoever. There are so many ways to do it. And I mean, even the length of the summit, like you could do a one-day event. You don't have to do a five-day summit with 40-plus speakers, your first event. It can be small so that you just get it done and out there and get your feet wet with it. Because I promise the first one is always going to be the hardest. But each one after that, you're going to be more comfortable. It's going to be easier because you've already done one. You already learned some lessons. Maybe you had some things come up that 
you know, oh, I forgot to do this. I better remember to do it for the next one. So you're more prepared and you have assets that you can repurpose for the next one, like graphics, promo, swipe files. I reuse that every year. I just tweak it a little bit. So after the first one, I didn't have to create that from scratch again. So it makes it a lot easier. And I will say like, I did eventually because I've run, I think it was, it's eight events so far, eight virtual events, virtual conferences. The last one before the one that is happening very shortly, the first week of April, April 3rd to the 7th is our third annual introvertpreneur virtual summit. So if you haven't gotten a free ticket yet, make sure you check out the show notes and do that. You can also go directly to summit.introvertpreneur.com and sign up for free and join us. It's going to be absolutely amazing. But before this one, the last one I did was in December and it was a little unique and out of my comfort zone. So I held one in December called Funnel Fest and this was a paid event. There was no free ticket. I curated the speakers. I had already mapped out the topics. So then the speakers applied to be the speaker for a specific talk. So the entire event was curated more so than normal. And like it was entirely live. So that was terrifying to me. And I knew going into it, even though I have had this experience of running events, the live components still stressed me out. And imagining doing four, yeah, four days. (laughs) The event was four days long. It was four days. It was, I think it was 10 a.m. or 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. So it was like most of the day. And that was like, yes, we had speakers come in. So it was great, but we had to be on basically introduce the speakers, facilitate the attendees, answer questions. And I knew that it would stress me out. Just, just me like having to do the tech, check emails in the background. Like, yes, I have a VA that was assistant and and amazing. But I knew going into it that I needed to, if I was going to do this, I needed to figure out a way to make it less energy draining. So I actually hired four amazing people that I know in business to come on. So each day I had a different co-host and they helped facilitate, introduce the speakers handle the chat box from the attendees, facilitate questions. And it was wonderful. It was amazing experience. Like I got to like hang out all day with these amazing co-hosts and they brought totally different energy than I bring. So I really wanted to find people who were maybe more outgoing, more extroverted to kind of balance out my introversion. And I think it worked out really well. I think it's it's kind of how me and Julie C. Butler's coffee chats now that we're doing on, on our podcast, they're working really well because we are pretty similar in terms of business and our skills, but our personalities and like our vibes are different. She is way more extroverted and I am, of course, the introvert of the bunch. So I think meshing those two types of people works really well, especially for events. So that's another opportunity for you to reach out to people who you know, or you have a connection with and see if they'd like to partner with you on this event or even just be a co-host for the day. And it, it does alleviate some of the 
some of the worry and anxiousness. Like once I signed on for the morning start and my co-host was there, I felt so much more relaxed and at ease because it wasn't just me. It wasn't just me having to let people, no, we didn't have waiting rooms, but if it was, you know, let people in the waiting room, answer questions. Like when we would introduce the speaker and then they would go into their presentation or sharing their screen, I would be checking emails to see if there was any issues. I would be standing at my desk and like doing dance moves just to get some steps in as the speaker was presenting. Um, it was it was much more relaxing. Like I could even private message on Zoom my co-host and be like, hey, I ha- I'm, I'm going to disappear for five, 10 minutes. I have to go let my dogs out. And that was fine. If the speaker ended up finishing before I got back, they were aware and then they could move into the next part of the day, the next part of the schedule. So it wasn't like I had to be glued to my desk the entire time. It wasn't like I had to be on camera and showing up the entire time. So I took what would have normally been a super, super stressful thing and I made it work for me. And I think that's what we have to do when it comes to deciding to host a virtual summit. As an introvert, you definitely can do it. You can be the host and the curator of an event that you want to run that is going to be perfect and exciting for your audience. And you know what? Yeah, some people are going to sign up and they're not going to connect with you at all. That's totally fine. Maybe they'll connect with a speaker. It's not the point to be the person that connects with everyone. And that that comes true with anything, but even online summits. You're going to get so many attendees that, you know, not everyone is going to be a perfect fit for you. Not everyone is going to like the way you speak. And that is totally fine. You can make it work for you and the majority of your audience in a way that gives them what they want from the event and manages your energy. And of course, take some time after the event because no matter what you do, you will be still burnt out a little bit. I will say that, you know, I I knew that Monday to Thursday, I was doing this fully live event. So Friday, I did nothing. Friday was my recovery day. And then even the weekend, I took the weekend mostly to recover as well. And then I think actually even Monday, I was still feeling a little burnout. But if I didn't have co-hosts and I just tried to like do it all myself, maybe I would have had an anxiety attack during the second day or something. Who knows? I think it just took one major worry away, that feeling like everything was on my shoulders and I was responsible for everything. And I mean, even if that is a worry, mistakes happen, things happen, tech happens, it's okay. It's not that big of a deal. But like I said at the beginning, we're professional overthinkers. So I just wanted to share this as a little, little bit of inspiration. If you've been thinking about hosting a virtual summit or event, I think it's an amazing, amazing opportunity for building your community, building that know, like, and trust factor, and connecting with speakers. So Let me know if you have any questions. I'm also going to add my favorite Summit resource in the show notes, which is Summit in a Box. I purchased Krista Miller's Summit in a Box program three months before I 
launched my first summit and, or not launched, but started like the promotion or started the planning. And I still use it to this day. I still use so many of the resources in there. Like I've never seen something that is so comprehensive and includes like literally everything you need. (laughs) So I am going to put my affiliate link for that in the show notes. If you want to check it out is definitely the go-to in my mind for running virtual summit. She also has an amazing podcast and all kinds of other resources for you to check out. But I hope this was helpful and maybe inspired you a little bit more to take action and maybe start planning your virtual summit. And if you do, and I can be a part of it in any way, whether that's as a speaker or as an affiliate, just reach out, let me know, and I'd love to chat. Thank you so much for joining me today. This episode may have ended, but there are ways we can stay in touch until next time. You can join me at thetarareed.com where you can find tons of blog posts and resources that will also help you grow your business. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram at introvertcoach where I share more introvert-friendly and service-based business tips with you. If you love what you're hearing, drop a five-star rating and review telling me what you are loving about the podcast so that I can continue to encourage as many introverted entrepreneurs as possible. Until next time, keep using your introvert superpowers.